Well, kia ora, everyone. Welcome along to this short little bonus episode with Lan Pham, which is a really short excerpt of the long conversation that I had with her and which I'll be releasing in a few days. I'm trying to do these snack-sized versions of interviews from time to time. And in this one, we talk about nature and whether it could have a governance role on boards. I think you'll find it quite interesting. So let's get straight into it. Absolutely. And New Zealand is actually, um, you know, we're up there in terms of quite innovative legislation, for example, with Te Urawera National mm-hmm. Park in the North Island and also the Whanganui River, yep. where they have they're basically a legal entity as to themselves. Mm-hmm. We don't yet know what that's going to mean in terms of their restoration and regeneration, mm-hmm. but it's a great starting point. What's also been really exciting is in the government's most recent national policy statement for freshwater management, and it's something that hasn't really been talked about much because there's so many numbers and technicalities involved. But the overarching hierarchy which it introduces is the concept from te ao Māori of te mana o te wai and that's basically the mana or the health and well-being of the water body will come first in our decision making when it comes to our the water space and that is a fundamental change which is so exciting not only for papatapurunanga um, for the iwi and hapu, which are involved, which now are legislated to be involved with how our water is managed, mm-hmm. um, but for society as a whole, because it, it, yeah, now it has the health of the water first, and then human needs second, and then comes the commercial and um, mm-hmm. you know whatever societal demands we want to put on water. So that change in itself is huge. Mm. Yeah, well, that's why maybe that's the ray of sunshine that we're seeing, right? Like the (laughs) future. um, Just picking up on one thing you said, the legal personality point, that's actually fascinating to me as a lawyer because the fact that these natural bodies, if you like, you know, a mountain or a river or uh, a land area can have a legal personality. Where I go in my head with that, and if anybody wants to do this, I'd love to talk to them. What if a company had, you know, the board members... Mm-hmm. And one of the board members was the mountain or the river. And what you had is a, a proxy, a, a real person would come, but mm. they would represent the legal entity that exists at law in New Zealand. And they would be able to say things like, speaking on behalf of the river, I'm not sure that I agree with this plan. Yes. <laughs> you know, the 500-year yes. perspective that I'd like to offer on this discussion is... And that, I think, it changes the tone of the conversation again, doesn't it? Because how often are boards made up of, you know, for better or worse, we're often driven by quarterly reporting how much were the profits, you know, rather than a long-term strategy which says, actually, we have a bigger, there's a bigger group of stakeholders than we would traditionally identify, which traditionally would be the shareholder you know yeah. so it's it's fascinating and I, I i think we're quite exciting to live in these days when we can even talk about these things yeah it, that's a really exciting space and actually that concept that you describe in terms of um yeah first of all potentially having sort of like that natural entity at the table mm-hmm. um but particularly around future generations apparently in japan they are really sort of like forging this way ahead in terms of at their governance levels, 
and I don't know how far this kind of, but it definitely at their like higher government and regional government levels, they actually have people who come to um, yeah their councils or mm. whatever structure the government has and speak for future generations. And apparently they actually wear a certain kind of costume mm. and that kind of thing to make it really clear that that is their role and they can sort of embody that voice. Mm. And I would love to see more, particularly in Aotearoa, around specifically providing for the needs of future generations. And absolutely, particularly in the climate space, that is needed right now. And it's needed in terms of thinking about how we set up the Climate Change Commission and the different acts and things that will support that. Because... Mm that's the basis of how we will actually get on this pathway to providing for mm. younger and future generations. Otherwise, again, it's just sentiment. Mm. And yeah, I, I, I don't doubt that citizens on the whole, like across the globe, really believe in that, that like we want to leave things in an as good of, if not better state than we experience them. But yeah, the, the actual will and the on-the-ground policies and change to actually make that happen just is so far away right now. Mm. But like I say, the direction is... Yeah, there's rays of light. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, yeah, this is a great discussion because we're bouncing off each other, these ideas. But well, I hope you enjoyed that little excerpt. Be sure to check out the full interview, which will be coming out in a few days. And don't forget, there's heaps more content in the back catalog. Until next time.